Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Some people inquire as to what is the Abrahamic Accord as explained by the Quran Sharif. Can give their own two cents and their own peace of the mind, but nothing can be accurate as the Quran Sharif. So the accord and the legacy that he's left behind, what was it? Innani bara'un mimma ta'abudun illa alladhi fatarani. So the legacy that he's left behind is the legacy of Tawheed. Come on to the religion of Islam without any deviations, Millata Ibrahim Hanifa focused no deviations and no negotiations. So there's no negotiations and no deviations. So this is that Ibrahimic accord. And Allah Himself says, Ja'alaha kalimatan baqiyatan fi aqibi. So we allowed this accord to be a legacy for his progeny to come. So in this accord, <coughs> He spoke to all in sundry, whether the elders and the seniors, his father's uncles, and he spoke to them, لِمَتَعْبُدُوا مَا لَا يَسْمَعُوا وَلَا يُبْسِرُوا وَلَا يُغْنِي عَنْكَ شَيْئًا Why do you worship senseless things, stones, and لَا تَعْبُدِ الشَّيْطَانِ And there's no negotiations. It's either the way of Allah Ta'ala, or it's either satanic root. لا تعبد الشيطان don't, don't go on the satanic route if you're going away from Islam you're going away from the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, then you have hopped out of the road of Rahman onto the path of shaitan and we can't negotiate this some things in life can be negotiated and some things in life is not subject to negotiations if there is a 50 liter milk, right, and someone just immerses one teaspoon of sewage inside, can you say that we can negotiate something and drink this milk? With all the abundance of the milk, that one spoon of sewage, now it's made it, that now we can't even use it, finished, it's out. Nobody that is in the right frame of his mind is going to use that milk. So, that is Islam. Islam cannot be diluted, cannot be polluted. And if it's polluted, then it's something else, it's not Islam. Islam cannot resist the pollution, it can't take it. So, Islam will say, you go on to the other path, or you take me, one of the two, but you want to merge the both, then this is impossible. And therefore, when his people were firm about it, that we want to merge, We'll have, we'll learn to coexist and merge. So, when they spoke about the story about coerging the boat, getting it together that we can live in a neutral environment, so Ibrahim Islam said, then I must move away from you. So I'll move away, and I'll move away from you and your your religion, I'll move away. 
totally away. I can't merge. We can't coexist. So the story of coexisting is just a farce. It is just an illusion. It's just anything more than that. So you come on the path of Islam, or then you hop out of the path of Islam, but you want Islam, modernism, Christianity, and everything to coexist, to have one focal point for all these things, then Islam says, I can't. Like I say, we can't tolerate one spoon of sewage in 50 liters of, of milk. We can't tolerate it. It's intolerable, we can't tolerate it. So Ibrahim al-Islam made it clear that this is my accord, this is what I stand for. And after this, if anybody reinterprets, then he's doing a big disservice to Ibrahim al-Islam himself. But he made it clear that this is what I stand for. And then now, you are distorting the definition that he's given. Obviously, it's not right. Your father <coughs> left you a property, saying it's yours, right? It's yours and your brothers, five brothers, so you must share it equally. Then if one brother says, no, this property is mine, how will the father feel? The father said that these properties are supposed to be divided into your, your five brothers equally. And one person comes and says that it's mine's. Is he distorting the father's legacy and his will? Or is he honest? And is it acceptable to the father? Not going to be acceptable. So exactly the same, it's not acceptable. To the man that, let out, that left this legacy, is not workable. No matter what the world says and who says it. So... The legacy is one, it is straight, no contamination, no dilution. <coughs> and then he says, Ja'alaha kalimatan baqiyatan fi So this is a legacy that we left, and the legacy has to continue. You have to remain on that. If you remain on that, you're on the track. And you move off that, then you have moved off the track. It's like a train, think to yourself for a moment, it's a train that's on the track, on the track, this movement. Alright, maybe an old train, maybe a little bit dilapidated, not moving very well, but it's, tra- it's a train, it's on the track. So as long as it's on the track, this movement, it can take you. If the engine is not so sound, maybe it'll take you and let you reach with the delay, but it'll take you. But imagine a train that is super class, right? Super A, right? All the facilities, the comforts, unimaginable comforts it's got. But the only problem is that it's not on the track. So if it's not on the track, I ask you, can it make any movement? You can't say, now let's make a plan for this thing here. It's not on the track, it's not on the track, it can't make any movement. So the track is Islam. And you want Islam, maybe someone is weak, someone is not adhering to all the commands, but he's shameful, he's regretful that I'm not doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. But I am loyal, loyal to my Allah Ta'ala, to my Rasulullah I'm not going to mix things. I'm not going to distort things. Then, inshallah, he'll also reach. Maybe he'll reach with a delay, but he'll reach. Because he's not distorting, he's not reinterpreting, not, not deep. So this life, when we talk about life, then a good comparison in contemporary times is a relay, right? Many of us have been to school, so we know the sports event and we know the relay, right? But the two things that are outstanding in the relay is, one is, it's a group work, right? It's group work. And each member 
has to accomplish within a good time. Right? So that's one thing each member in the group has to reach in good time. And the second requirement is he must pass the baton as well. So this is what life is all about. That you need to reach the time. You need to reach within the limit. Time is limited. When the time is limited, you need to reach. The right goal, the time is limited. Within that time, you must reach. Come what may, there will be oppositions, there may be hurdles, there may be challenges, there may be every type of situation, but you need to ensure that you're reaching your goal. That's the one requirement. And the second requirement is that the baton of responsibilities that you have inherited from your parents, your good parents, Allah favor them with his mercies, that you have, you have acquired the baton of responsibilities from your parents, from your elders. Now, it's your duty to see that in good time you pass it on to your successors, your children, people that are coming after you. Now you can say that there is a team spirit. Because you, co- you conformed to your ancestry and you passed on whatever you had gained, all the good that you have gained, you passed it in good time to the people that came after you. But if you failed, you didn't comply with the time, or you didn't pass on the good that you have achieved, then you say that, no, the man betrayed us, he let us down. We all are in that same team, but he let us down. He could have accomplished, but why did he betray us? So, you will be an embarrassment for your parents, because the parents will say, you know, I passed it on to you in good time, in good faith, in good spirit. But then you didn't take it like how you're supposed to be taking it, you didn't appreciate it, and you didn't pass it on as you're supposed to be passing it on. So, this is what is required in life. Therefore, the hadith says, when a man dies, then all his deeds come to an end, abrupt end, closed. Everything that you have done comes to an it just comes to an end, abrupt end, finished. And death. But there are some exceptions that the hadith speaks about. One is like sadaqah, jariya, you contributed towards a masjid or towards a well or something that can continue, the benefit of it can, is recurring, is continuous, right? So even though you are dead, the reward of it will continue. Right? The second thing that the hadith speaks about, waladun salihun yad'ulahu, a good child, that will do for you now, he'll make dua, whatever he's doing now is, is to your credit. Because you planted those good values in that child. Who was it? You did it. Father did it. He planted the right values, when he planted the right values, so whether you are dead or you are alive, whatever he is doing is all accrued in your account. He is getting it, but you are also getting rewarded for it. So, with your death, your accounts are not frozen straight away. Your accounts are still running. Even though you are dead, you are alive or you are dead, but your accounts are not frozen, are continuous. The misunderstanding in this age is, must have a very good life. The standard of living must be very good, secure, material, physical security must be very good. Material security and physical security must have it. So that's in every person's mind. I suppose because of the type of tutoring that we went through in schools, etc. So the school or the tutoring that we get is not about akhirat. Obviously, they don't talk about jannah, jahannam, akhirat, Allah ta'ala. The whole concern is about 
material security and your physical security. Physically, you must be nice. Security, materially, you must be well. So that's the two main concerns. After that, religion must just tag along. Comes in, comes in, comes in straight away, comes with a delay. That's not a problem. So the whole circular system is based around these two principles, that materially and physically you must be well. And what we are saying, by that is by the way, that physical and material security and goodness is by the way. The most important thing is, what is the transition like into the next realm? How are you, how are you moving? That each coming day must make a greater appeal in your mind that I need to get to my Jannat. The attraction to Jannat, the attraction to the hereafter, the attraction to the mercy of Allah Ta'ala must just grow in you. Bilal radiallahu is coming to his end and his wife is mourning. My husband is going. And in all that, he can see that he's going. He knows that he's going. And he's saying, no man, what an exciting day tomorrow will be. Tomorrow I'll meet my dear Sahaba friends. I'll meet Rasulullah So as though there's a boom gate between Bilal, the Sahaba Kiram, and Rasulullah wasallam, And he can see everything. He just wants that boom gate just to open out. He's rushing, he's edging to go and go. He can see them on the other end. And I'm going to just go and meet these people. So a Muslim's life is all centered around this, that I must meet my end, with ease, get into the company, adkhilni bi rahmatika fi ibadika salihin. Let me group, baby, we group the righteous. Although, I don't have the righteousness, but that is the dream, that is the desire, that is the effort, that is the whole struggle about. Otherwise, it would be, one person <coughs> had educated his child in the old days, so over a century ago, then if you wanted to go for higher education, the children had to be sent to Dublin, Ireland, etc. So an Indian, very prosperous, he sent his child to Ireland, wherever, spent about a million rupees in that day. So a million rupees, hundred years ago, was like, like 20, 30 million rands now. Right? Spent that amount, child graduated as a barrister, very high ranking, and he was netting so much. Every month, approximately 150, 200,000, he was earning every but just after six months, and his health just collapsed. Everything just deteriorated. Everything collapsed. So his father is sitting on the head side, and he's mourning, you know, I spent so much on you. It's been over a million, right? And then I thought, whatever I spent on you, I'll get the returns with time. I'll get the returns from you. I spent so much on you. I invested so much in you. I must get the returns. But alas, now, and I can see death hovering over your head. And I can see the doctors are saying, there's no chance. Everything is just dropping, the sugar, the pressure, everything is just dropping, everything is collapsing in you. So there's no chance of recovery. But, you know, what I spent on you. So the child spoke at that time, said, Abba, you know what? You're supposed to be disappointed not at this, at the loss of your material loss. No, don't cry of the material loss. You have to cry for what you have done to me. You have put me into a, a rough materialism. Material, material, money and money. That's the figure that you have planted in me. Have you invested your time and your figure in Akhirat? That the transition must be well. The Akhirat must be done well. Then this day 
would have been the best day of my life. The last day, make it the best day of my life. And it can happen. Well, Abba wants, to have, wants it to happen. It can happen. Some months ago, uh, there's a quite well-known specialist, very regular in his namaz, extremely regular, five times, with the lockdown, etc. He defied all the laws performing the namaz in Reservoir Hills. And he asked his friends and families that, uh, I want to know when is Tuesday. So they were excited, now why, why is Abba talking about Tuesday? So exactly on that Tuesday, he had two, three prominent things. Too much of Quran Shari would recite. Namaz, he would ensure, although he was at the age of 90 at the time, everybody is frightening him of all covered, etc. So no, no, I can't break the loyalty with my Allah Ta'ala. His house, I can't break the loyalty, whatever it costs. I can't break that. The recite, recitation of the Quran Sharif and honesty. And then on that day, on the Tuesday, then Allah opened the whole scene to him. And he says, Alhamdulillah, today, this day is the best day of my life. Khaira umri akhirau. Now I say that that man really scored. Two, two little, three little adjustments he made. Namaz, the loyalty with Allah, I didn't break that. Under all circumstances, no matter what the world had to say, so, but my primary obligation is to Allah Ta'ala, everything comes afterwards. Whoever it is, and whatever they say, but that comes afterwards, primary, primary obligation is with Allah Ta'ala. Now that is because of what was planted into this doctor by his parents. He went to the maktab, they taught him the right values, he took it seriously, he placed it deep into his heart, So now this is what I must live with. Everything else, material, all will come in its time, I must follow but this, I can't compromise on this. I must live for this, I must die for this. So what a smooth and excellent transition. Moving on uh, from this realm to that realm, Allah already opened the thing. He's trying to just bring the chairs here, the malaika here, just seat them nicely. And he's telling it openly that this is the best day of my life. So that was all the barakah, the blessings of the good teachings, the legacy that the parents had left behind. And what he acquired at the primary level at the madrasa, the maktab. All those things, he took it at heart, he took it very seriously. His parents saw that he who takes this thing seriously, that remained with him right till the age of 90, and he died in that way. The hadith says it so clearly, As you live, as you die, will you be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala grant us all a good ending.